Welcome to How to Actually Change the World. I am Ray Pearson Men, and I know that you're probably saying somebody is missing. Yes, Darwin Muentes is missing. I like the way I said it. Darwin Muentes is missing today because he is a very wise man, and he thought, why not allow Ray to have a little ladies' time with our wonderful guests? Here with me today are Hannah and Emily. And your last name, tell me your last name. Pewter. Pewter. And you guys are alum from Regent University. I'm actually alum as well. So can you tell me what you both studied? Uh, so we both went to the, through the film program. And then after graduating from the film pro- program for undergrad, we went to the law school for our master's in law. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, overachievers? Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> can, can you tell me uh, what your experience on Regents Campus was like? Yeah, well, I mean, for like for undergrad, it was a great place to be. Like, the campus is absolutely gorgeous. It is. The smaller class size was really nice. And, you know, the community here is just so amazing. Um, the professors are very knowledgeable in their in their content. And it was just a very positive environment. We lived on campus our whole time in undergrad. Um, And so kind of lived, I guess you could say, in the region bubble. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. But, you know, but didn't drink the region water. We're not married. (laughs) (laughs) But we lived in the region bubble. (laughs) Now hold up. You just told everybody at home. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Still eligible. Still (laughs) eligible. Are are you still not drinking the region water? Because we do have cups. This is true. (laughs) I took a sip already. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. But, yeah, so, like, really great environment, just locked in. We tend to be fairly focused once we have our like our our eyes on a goal and stuff. So that's we took undergrad. Maybe we we, we were in the film program. But okay, okay. Every weekend is studying to get your script better for the shoot that you're going to be doing the next week for your student project. Yeah. Okay. So so undergrad was very intense for us. Yeah. Just because as an artist, you're never done. You're always perfecting your crafts, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is your homework assignments. Mm-hmm. So you're just you're studying all the time. Uh, it was your shoot. You were obliga- obligated, you know, to help with someone else's shoot. Absolutely. So that they'd help on your shoot. So, mm-hmm. uh, I can see that. It was intense, but yeah. we loved it. It was such a creative environment. Like you were you just in, in this a very focused mm-hmm. time of your life where the only thing you're doing is living, eating, breathing, sleeping film. And it was a great that environment. That sounds to exciting be. to me yes. because that that I'm I'm a, a little bit of a theater head myself, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I loved, you know, um and I, I still do a little theater and and television of course is my background. Um you know, this podcast stuff Darwin is stretching. I'm stuff stretching me. <laughs> but, you know, I love when I meet personalities like yourself because I connect with you. We we are all from that same village. Of, of performance. Yeah. yeah. And so I wanted to ask you, or at least I wanted to let the folks who are watching know, you are not seeing double, folks. <laughs> you are not seeing double. Hannah and Emily are twins. And so can you tell me what that experience is like being twins? And I imagine because, you know, from what I see, twins are usually are very different people. But you guys have decided to bring your lives to this campus together you know tell me about yeah that. well well to be honest for us it's people always ask what's it like to be twins i want to know what it's like to not be twins so we've always done everything together okay. so going to college going picking the same college and picking the same career route it was just very natural because we, we've done everything together our whole life but okay 
But okay, so we started Regent online actually, yes. as a comm major in Tampa, Florida. Okay, and then all right. Realized, like one semester in, I think it was that comm communication class where you learned 30 types of communication. And I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Like, this is all theory. Yes. And I wanted to do something more hands-on. So we switched to the film program, which you had to be on campus for. Okay. And so I dragged her kicking and screaming. I did not want to read to Vir- move to Virginia. No. Like, what's in Virginia? <laughs> okay, so you're you're not from Virginia. No. You're from Tampa. Um, yes. Minnesota and right? Tampa. Minnesota, then living and in I, Tampa. And I think the folks at home probably heard the little Minis- Minnesota. Did yeah. I do it right? The Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay, let me, do, tell me how to do it again. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, it's the old on E's, really. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I like the way it sounds. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick it up. I'm really listening intently. So you guys are not from here, but you were kind of drawn here. Yes. You know, you want to say drawn here, but basically your steps were ordered here. Yes. You know, absolutely. Um, after you were online. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. And so that was, I think it was kind of the thing where, she, like, because we've done so much, we had to that up to that point done so much together. Um, she kind of just knew she was going to have to come with me because I was going. Yeah, I was like, what is going? Thing. I don't really want to go, but. <laughs> yeah, how okay. much, yeah, how much anxiety is, is do you feel when you are separated and you have to do things separate? Well, now that we're older, uh, branched out. We branched out and yeah. we have separate things that we do. But just naturally, I mean, we have the same favorite foods, same favorite colors. Like yeah. so many things are really? exactly the same. Yeah. So it's just who we are. Oh, that's well, amazing. Friend for life, right? Oh, that's so yeah. beautiful. And, you know, I never have to worry about, you know, friends come and go. Um, she's she's not going. <laughs> and you don't want her to. <laughs> so so did you have when since you guys were you said Minnesota, then Florida, then Virginia. Yes. Did you have the support or did you find the support when you came here for what you wanted to do? Yeah, I think so. Um, our parents, you know, supported us uh, back home. And then coming here, uh, we knew some of the people from our church and from different okay. connections that were like a year or two ahead of us here, which is one of the reasons why we toured this campus in the first place mm-hmm. um, originally. And so, yeah, we but but, you know, I think that's a two sided thing because it's like you also you have to choose to engage in mm, that's true like it doesn't matter how great of support mm-hmm. there could be available if you're going to choose to sit in your dorm all day and just go to and from class and just sit in your dorm and do your thing you're not going to be connected mm-hmm. we are we like to engage we like to dig into communities so i think that's a two-way street to say okay. yes there's support but we also chose to jump into that got you to engage okay now because i'm hearing minnesota then florida then it, you were drawn here. Then there was a time when you were in Florida and you had to look for where you were going right. to go for yep. college. Right. Now, what made you zero in on Regent? So full transparency, not a whole lot of thought actually went into our college selection process. Uh, our parents had heard of Pat Robertson, heard they had a film school, said, hey, let's tour the campus. We toured the campus and we were like, oh, we're going here. So it was really, it wasn't, wow, wow. It wasn't complicated. It really wasn't over spiritual either. Mm-hmm. We was just like, oh, I guess we're going there. Like, it, like you just knew you were supposed to get there. So it just yeah. felt like the, the, the step that you were supposed yes. to take. Yes. And did you have family members who came to this campus as well or, or did online study as well? Well, after we enrolled for the film program, we have two brothers 
uh, one is a year younger than other is three years younger. Yep. And they both also enlisted in the film program. So all four of us were actually in a couple classes Stop. together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stop. So it was cool having four siblings on campus all in the same program taking classes together. So what in the world was happening in the home that made you all gravitate towards film? So, like, that's a question we get a lot because people are like, oh, there's four kids. You're all- how, how did you all end up in film? Um, and the thing is, like, nothing of our upbringing would have hinted at that. Really? We grew up in Minnesota, very rural on, like, 40, like, acres out in the middle of the wilderness. Town was, like, three, no, four, five miles away. It was, so nothing was close. Okay. Um, and we didn't, we barely even watched television uh, growing up. Um, we didn't really watch. Well, you were like, yeah, Robertson, he yeah. came here to, to do television and didn't own one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. So nothing like we, we didn't grow up thinking, oh, like well, we want to be filmmakers. Mm-hmm. It, I think it really started like our entry level point was we were going at a church in Tampa and we had just, you know, volunteering in a high school in the media department. That's it. Right. I was like, okay, we got our, our foot in live broadcast. We found out, oh, we have a knack for this. We really like this. And then that branched into, well, hey, what about narrative type stories? And, you know, okay, we can do live broadcast, but we don't know how to do this narrative thing. Um, Maybe we should go to college for that. Mm, That is super interesting. And I just feel like maybe because you were in Minnesota and you were kind of in the sticks Mm -hmm. that you guys also entertained each other. Oh, Oh, yeah. Our imagination was our entertainment. (laughs) There was no limit to what we could imagine we wanted to do as kids because we literally lived in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. There were there were five of us in total. We have an older sister as well. And our mom would just say, hey, go outside. And that's what we did. Like whatever our imagination came up with was what we did for the day. Yeah, uh, it was would, great. We'd run barefoot, and we had three favorite, like, scenarios we would all yes. play with. You know, cowboys and Indians, except where we grew up, we were, there were so many Native American tribes. You know, the cool thing was to be the, the Native American. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not the cowboys. <laughs> yeah, perfect <laughs> cowboys. We don't want to be the cowboys. Native American riding the horse. <laughs> yeah. Leather, you know. That was cool. But, but, another scenario was we read these mystery ster- series called The Boxcar Children with yes, four okay. orphans. Yes. So we always wanted to be orphans. Yes. So that's we what wanted we to be orphans. We weren't orphans. But we were like, this is so cool. They solve mysteries. Yes. Why are we orphans? <laughs> and then last but not least, our okay. commandments. Uh, uh, so we dropped in Heston. Heston, the yeah. classic. Okay. Yeah. So, like, we just felt like we identified with those Egyptian slaves. You when mom told you you would chore. And so one were a slave. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Hard lives. Yeah. Yes. We were making bricks <laughs> without straw. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you made bricks for yeah. fun. Yes. <laughs> Okay, on that note, we are going to take a break. I'm going to come back and talk to Emily and Hannah a little bit more about their rough life <laughs> as as slaves. <laughs> more on how to actually change the world when we come back. For 10 years in a row, U.S. News & World Report has ranked Regent University the number one online bachelor's degree in Virginia. U.S. News also ranked Regent as a top national university among colleges like Harvard, Yale, and Princeton. Regent is dedicated to providing high-quality, Christ-centered education that will equip you for a lifetime of influence and impact. Learn more about Regent University at www.regent.edu. Welcome back to How to Actually Change the World. I'm your host, Ray Pearson Ben, and I want to let you know you are where you're supposed to be and you're watching How to Actually Change the World. So since you're here, like, subscribe, comment, 
press your notifications, become a fan because we are already fans of yours. And I have some amazing people. If you weren't here for the um, uh, for our lead in, you missed it. So I'm going to tell you, take it back and watch it. But I have Hannah and I have Emily here who are both alum of Regent University. And they are very, very, very unique. They are from the film school. However, we were talking about what kind of probably graduated them to expand their talents and childhood and being in the sticks really got them to be creative. And they created a game from off of Charlton Heston's Ten Commandments <laughs> where they enjoyed being Egyptian slaves. Yes. It's true. Very extremely interesting. And I, I love I love the opportunity to meet you. Now, you are both film graduates. Um, also, if you missed uh, the earlier portion, they also went to uh, get their master's in law. Yep. Correct. Right. Uh, but what are you guys doing with that now? Yeah. So um, so I'm currently a video editor. Okay. Um, I do contracted work and I have a main uh, company that I work with primarily, but I've had so many opportunities um, to get on such amazing projects. And the, the big thing for me is like, especially within the last two years, you know, with COVID and everything shutting down, mm -hmm. a lot of jobs uh, in the industry, you know, it, it wasn't a stable thing at all. Yeah. Um, and so I have just been like, God has just been so good and so faithful. And I've just had an abundance of opportunities to work on projects that really align with my worldview mm. that I'm able to say, OK, like I said no to certain projects because I can't edit something that I don't feel like aligns with my worldview. Mm -hmm. And so that just being a Christian alone uh, eliminates a lot of job opportunities and a lot of work. But God has just been so faithful and I've had no shortage of work and gotten to work on some really incredible projects recently. So wow. Very exciting. Wow. So you went into the direction of editing. Yes. So you got the same uh, education, but did you go in the editing route? No, no, I am not made to sit behind a computer in a dark den and create magic. That's what it's called. No, I, I kind of have two different aspects that I've explored and that I really enjoy within the film industry. The first is acting. Okay. So uh, when I first graduated, I really got into a lot of acting, got an opportunity. Corbin Burnson actually did a feature film with Regent University, oh. and I got a, to be one of the featured actors on that. It's actually really? on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Watch it. Uh-oh, let me yeah. through it. <laughs> <you. laughs> uh, so I've had some experience in acting, got into some local acting, being on some commercials. Mm -hmm. But then also uh, my main focus in film school was film producing, hence why we went, got the master's degree in business law. Mm -hmm. And and I work now as the senior film producer for a local company called Ironclad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So all the logistics that a producer does, budgeting, contracts, all the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. The complete opposite mm -hmm. travel, yeah. the complete opposite of acting. But both but of you those do two, them both. Yeah, but those two areas really are the two that I identify that, hey, this is really my passion. Mm -hmm. uh, and they both balance me out. I love to be creative, but I'm extremely organized. You don't normally think of creative people as organized, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they both really help balance me in, in art. So would you, would you guys say that you are a balance for each other? Uh, no, we're both creative in our own way. Okay. Uh, I mean, we're definitely good for each other. Like, we're definitely a sounding board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that for sure. Yeah. You know, if I'm struggling with something either creatively, I'll be like, of course, you know, Hannah, take a second look, um, you know, or vice versa. Um, but uh, our 
our personalities and our strengths are actually pretty similar. They're very similar. Yeah, we're both type A. Um, that's something. That's, yeah. that's different. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, and so, and you guys have not felt the challenge with that, but you felt really amplified for the both of each, for each other. Oh, yeah, and, and that's a yeah. unique thing, too, because though we are so similar, uh, we never have wanted to pursue each other's paths. Got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had distinct paths, and there has been times where it's like, okay, one of us is having more success than the other, and then the tables will, will turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like there hasn't been that at, at times, mm-hmm. but we've really had to grow and just encourage each other and mature and just realize we're both on each own's uh, each, uh, individual's path. Yeah. We're not competition. Absolutely. In, no. in our diversity of career pursuit lends itself to that as well. It's just so beautiful to know that there's a place for each of us in the kingdom and that we can actually bring the gifts that we have and make them uh, uh, work for for the Lord. And, right. And that that is the reason why he blessed us with the gift in the first place. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you, because Regent is a Christian un- university, you know, how did having faith and being able to grow your faith uh, it, 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 during your academic pursuit, how did that help you to move in the direction of of where you are today? Uh, I think I think going to a Christian university and I, I tend to hone in especially on our our master's degree. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing experience going to uh, Regent School of Law. Every Before every law class, they do a devotional. Okay. Uh, and a really intentional devotion, devotional that the professors put together. And it's, it's such a unique environment where you can grow in your faith. And you're really deciding what your worldview is. Like that's what col- college is for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You come in, you, re- you come in with at least we did, a really solid perspective and a solid faith. But then you move outside of ideas and have to actually flesh out how that works and how you're going to operate in life, mm-hmm. right? So not 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 just theory anymore, but you have to actually activate and figure out what that means in application. Mm-hmm. And that's really what, by the time we got to grad school, the area and we were with our faith, that phase of life was really a fleshing out of, okay, so this is what the word says. This is what people are saying. Now I see myself, how am I going to apply that in my life? Mm-hmm. And Regent was an, an amazing opportunity to grow in that while you're going to college and while you're learning. It's a, it's a very important, I think, a, a, versus going to a secular uh, university where you don't have that support and that Christian input to a worldview. And maybe you don't always agree, but at least you're thinking, right? right. At least you're pr- starting to process and think, of how does my faith actually flesh out mm-hmm. from what I know to how I'm going to apply it in life? Exactly. Because, I mean, you don't, no one, at least I don't want to sit there and say, um, this is what I believe because, you know, I learned this as a child. At some point, there is going to be that dichotomy of this is what I learned as a child, or, you know, if you're a new believer, this is what I read in the Bible. This is what the world actually looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, so that element of iron sharpening iron and being forced to say, okay, let me look critically at what I believe. I may believe I'm right in what I believe, but am I right? Mm -hmm. What does the Bible say? Does someone have a better point? Can I defend my point? Mm -hmm. If I can't defend my point, maybe it's worth reexamining what I believe. Mm -hmm. And that's a scary point that a lot of people don't want to come to, Mm -hmm. but I've come to the point where I embrace a challenge. If I can't defend what I think, because this is what we're pursuing. We're pursuing, you know, the good, the true, the beautiful. We're pursuing truth. Truth. And it's like, 
if you really think, hopefully everyone would want to believe the truth. Right. Right. You would think that. <laughs> you promote that. Mm-hmm. But then if it is truth, you should be able to be, to, to rigorously defend that. And stand in it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I think that whole iron sharpening iron that, you know, being in a class environment, being challenged by the professors to say, okay, but what does your Christian faith say about that? Mm-hmm. Makes that world of a difference. If you don't place yourself in that environment, you're, you know, a lot of, you know, secular colleges, you know, they need safe spaces. <laughs> their students are, are so protected and so sheltered um, and their existence is so fragile. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be fragile. Mm-hmm. I'm on a front line. I'm ready to go fight for what I believe and advance the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And Amen. being in that environment really helped that. Two warriors. And I, I do think that when you go to college, you know, that is a, a really big deal because it becomes not an extension of, you know, you as the extension of your parents. And it's your your parents' faith that you have yes. embraced, but it becomes yours. Yes. Exactly. Um, because you get to to see Christ in action in your life and he becomes your only your your only thing you have, the most valuable thing you have because of those moments that you have to stand. And so it's a beautiful thing. It is. It's a beautiful thing. I wanted to, because we are doing this where I had the blessed opportunity of having girl chat with you, but we are going to move into Darwin having some chat with you. But I wanted to take part one because, you know, girl chat. (laughs) (laughs) But I I did want to end our portion, our part one, by asking... Hannah over this yes side, asking Hannah our signature question and that is how do you feel like you actually changed the world I remember back in undergrad thinking okay freshman year in three years I'm gonna graduate and I'm gonna make a difference mm-hmm. then it was grad school in two years I'm gonna graduate I'm gonna finally be able to have a sphere of influence and make a difference then it was the next job. Uh, I was working freelancing on sets. The next job, the next gig, the next opportunity will be when I finally can make a difference in the world. And I was actually just thinking about this the other day. And you begin to realize this idea of changing the world is so, in a way, almost futuristic. It seems impossible, right? So intangible, like changing the world. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes down to it, it reminds me of the verse in Isaiah 6, 8 where it says, um, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, who shall I ascend and who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. Mm-hmm. But the precursor to Isaiah being able to say that is he said, Lord, I'm unclean, cleanse me. It's this process of living ready, yes, for the calling, but being active and preparing yourself daily for when the Lord hands you assignment, you can say, yes, sir, I'm ready. Not only in your spiritual Uh, walk with the Lord and continually preparing yourself spiritually, not to activate where you're at, but also activate in the future, but working on your skills as an individual. For us as filmmakers, it's constantly working on our craft to do well where we're at, to be faithful with where we're at and realizing the decisions and the people we interact with now is changing the world. Mm -hmm. The little steps, the the, the changes that you make now, you're not going to suddenly just change the world one day. It's all that progressive step moving forward. And I like to call it living in the ready. Living in the ready. Living prepared, but also still activating and staying engaged. You can either be reactive or proactive. Mm -hmm. And you want to be proactive. Mm -hmm. You want to be preparing yourself now 
but also engaging now, engaging in your sphere of influence. For us, it happens to be film. That's our media. But anyone can engage wherever they're at now. And that is changing the world. Changing the world every single moment mm -hmm. of every single day. Yeah. And what you do living for Christ. I love it. I absolutely love it. It was a joy chatting with the both of you. And I really wish that I could do part two. <laughs> but I'm going to share the two of you with Darvin. But thank you so much, Hannah. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you for letting me get to know you. And thank you so much for tuning in to How to Actually Change the World. Next time you get to find out more on part two with Hannah and Emily from Darvin Muentes. You have a wonderful day.